The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast this week. Um, yeah, this week we're going to be taking a look at In the Heights. Uh, again, I was about to say it's not a movie production, but it's actually just a, a movie adaptation of a musical number by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, Trevor, are you ready to dig into In the Heights? I really didn't have like I'm a so witty ready. one-liner to come up with this uh, In the Heights. I'm, it's good. Okay. All right. Uh, right. The creator of Hamilton, the director of Crazy Rich Asians, invites you to the event of the summer where the streets are made of music and little dreams become big in the heights. Lights up on Washington Heights, the scent of, uh, sorry, Carfus, uh, so cafecito caliente hangs in the air just outside the 181st street subway stop when a kaleidoscope of dreams dreams rallies this vibrant and tight-knit community at the intersection of it all is the likable magnetic bodega owner usnavi who saves every penny from his daily grind as his hopes imagines and sings about a better life in the heights fuses lin-manuel miranda's kinetic music and lyric with director john m Chu's lively and authentic eye for storytelling to capture a world very much of its own place but universally in its experience directed by john m Chu, music by lin-manuel miranda alex uh, lacamoire bill sherman uh yeah it's obviously it's an adaptation of in the heights lin-manuel Lynn Manuel Miranda's uh, sophomoric uh, film uh, of sophomoric uh, theater work, or uh, sorry, music sophomoric musical before he created Hamilton. Uh, sophomoric may not be the way to put it. I, I don't know. I, I've listened to the music from In the Heights, and now I've seen uh, this version of it, and I've also seen Hamilton. So I, I have a, I have an interesting relationship too. But I, I want to start with you because I know I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and think that you are probably a little bit more positive to me. Or are you Dude, kind of indicated? To me I love this so much. Figures, this, yeah, okay. this is, I, I've never I've never seen a musical in a theater and enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed this. And I don't actually know that. I mean, that be like, do you got to realize this is like such a huge deal for musical adaptations because like I, I don't know there was this whole thing where Moulin Rouge brought it back and that was a big deal and made it like viable for musicals to go to the big screen again but like I didn't and still don't really like I don't know it's a love-hate thing with me and Moulin Rouge I don't know and like I, I don't know there's just nothing since then that's really just moved me like this uh, and ter- so it was it was a big deal too for like Megan to be into musicals and for us like to both go to one that I was like oh no 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 I I love that I love that too that was great you know like uh we've you know into the woods has some good numbers but that as an adaptation is like probably the last thing I can think of it's not you know like a Disney film like a animated musical or anything yeah I don't know so that, that's where I'm coming from partly with this no, yeah, and it definitely it definitely seems to me. Sorry, it, it definitely seems to me that there has been a reengagement in the last four years with musicals. Obviously, you're correct. Moulin Rouge reignited the idea for musicals, and that's what you led to your you know the Phantom adaptation attempts to adapt a lot of different things in that time period for musicals to screen. For most part, it is, again, a lot of love-hate relationship with the stuff here. I am at a disadvantage, and I'm a little bit scared of this review because I am at a disadvantage because I've never seen Into the Heights. And I actually have seen Hamilton. I haven't seen it of, either. I, I know. Yeah. Well, I, I know. Well, it's kind of difficult in the middle of a pandemic for us to go out and see new things, Trevor. I don't really. Just, like, I'm not saying like. As is it reviewers, even like. Is it even running? I like, guess it had a. Has it had a, a run even recently? I would be surprised if it's not during this. Yeah, theaters theaters have been shut down for a while. I think they've started to open back up, like the West End opened back up. So I think New York might be back too by now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they 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 yeah. literally the 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 rent on those spaces is so absolutely insane that you can't not be running those stuff. Right yeah, now. it's one of yeah. those. It is it is kind of one of those difficult elements too. I was actually trying to look here if it is. I think the traveling. Hold on, here we go. Here we go. Uh. Sorry, I'm like p- 
pondering these things that I haven't actually like bothered. To I don't think it's running. I don't think it's running. Like, I think you're right. I think the last known well, it was years ago too. Yeah, when this because had its it is original run, man. You well, the last run was like, like Nyborg, Denmark in 2018. So that was like yeah. that was it was running in 2018. Uh, definitely U.S. Spanish premiere, Lome, Germany. Uh, yeah, so it was in. It was in. Yeah, but it was in. It was in. I mean, it was doing like old. It's like definitely. It's it was 2005 Connecticut and off Broadway 2007 and then Broadway and was 2008 to 2011. So this is definitely like a 10 year old. Literally, the end, this musical went trying, off Broadway 2011, yeah. 10 years ago. They have been trying to make this movie forever. Like this has been on this film has been on a journey. At some point, Weinstein picked it up and we all know how that ended. That didn't work out. And then I think yeah. when Warner, I think this is Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, they were. The studio was like, nah, you got to have like a superstar be in it. And they wanted like not to do the star system and have like not all necessarily big names in it, which now, of course, like the guy who plays Usnavi is like a big name because of Hamilton kind of, you know, so. Like, right. Absolutely. That. But yeah, it's still like, you know, the uh, the abuela, the she is played by the same actress that originated Olga Meredith. She originated the role on Broadway. Like you can yeah. go on YouTube and see her sing Paciencia y Faith. Like in, I mean, it's a really, you know, illegally taped show probably from Broadway. Like in yeah, now, but, these, these things yeah. exist for <laughs> yeah. a reason. Like, yeah, yeah. what, what you, what gets taken down around Broadway shoes, I find to be very specific sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the current run of cats. Like why, why is, what is that one song in cats? Oh, I hate it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure neither of us only hate one song in Cats. It's like that's most, fair. That's fair. It's well, no, I think the there's song no especially bad one though, right? There, yeah. Well, I mean, there's the oh, wow. We're really not Cats people, are we? Well, I I like I like the the one sung by the um the older lady. Jellicle. Jellicle is the one that's like un fucking well, just a, no no no. They're all Jellicle cats. All cats are Jellicle cats. <sighs> sorry i, just, I couldn't i I'm couldn't exhausted. not because it's like it's exhausted. the thing it's in a weird sort of way said, cats whatever. the 2019 cats is the perfect movie for cats in a weird sort of way <laughs> i i just it, it, it's one of those things too it's not the problem is it the adaptation like i feel like we're like re- like recommending looking back and just thinking to ourselves man cats was and weird and we just all just like kind of said it's broadway <laughs> you know that was a very different time i mean cats is all people people being into cats has always been weird i feel like there's always been like a like really thing i don't know there was cats yeah, like, you like talk it about, happened. yeah but like be like to talk about other musicals that people got like historically had fandoms like rent like that totally makes sense for a time period and that like it like it's all the time what the mm. fuck was happening that cats yeah. was a thing like cats is totally and completely unrelated to anything in pop culture it was just like boom cats who gives a fuck you know isn't it weird they eat out of trash cans like what the fuck sorry i i i uh, yeah probably like i, I want to say you could connect it to like the rise of fur- the furries but like it probably is part of no the, like yeah probably no yeah, furries were not consulted there. in the making of that movie a furry yeah. could have made a very good anthropomorphic cat and that was not what happened no not the movie <laughs> i thought you were talking about the the original run thing i don't oh, know oh dude i don't really i'm really be curious if furry was a fandom when the original cats aired i don't think it was furry yeah. is a is kind of a more modern invention it's weird to be think of these things that have like become pop culture references that feel like bedrock like furryism feels like a bedrock thing that changed us all and like a little bit of a way where we just thought differently about the world because there are people like this out there and it was I, I i take it as a positive thing but like it is one of those things where it's like you think about it and it's just like imagine being in 2011 and furries just don't exist it was a much weirder time yeah yeah anyways that that was a different world probably yeah it does it feels like it i think it's also just that we're older probably, in her perspective. probably not as good a world i don't know I, 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 well, well you know we didn't all have to live inside our homes you know <laughs> There, I mean, there's that there have been a few and, things in the last like five years <laughs> since i've like been 
like had the cognizance of being adult, an adult. Yes, I, I, I there have been a few drawbacks. You know, Most people, it wouldn't be abnormal for people of our age to own, own our homes back then. You know, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, Trevor, I, I don't mean to be like super negative. But like, no, I no, like, you're. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. You probably. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. This, I agree that like, yeah, there was I, much medicine. More medicine has improved. I, medicine is better. Yeah, sure. You know why? People that because of all the it. data we got <laughs> in trauma during all the wars that happened. That's yeah. like a big reason. As <laughs> Megan about that. Sorry, I love. I love. There's a speech that uh, we have a ER doctor. I don't know how much I want to share about it, but he he gives a speech to students talking about like all the all the stuff they learned when he was like in in like a desert storm. And I was like, oh, this is dark. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about in the heights. It's just the thing that we actually came here to talk about. All right, here's what I'm going to just be honest with you straight, straight up and down. This really, really made me want to see the stage production. I am not uh, I, I, I have not nor never really particularly enjoyed musical adaptations. I it has never been my cup of tea. It is not something that I've done. And I'm, and I'm going to say this, too. I think this was a very an offensive musical adaptation and my lack of source material knowledge about the actual source of from which it comes from makes me hesitant to just be super excited about this thing. I like this. I agree with you entirely. I don't have much to say about it. I think it is a very well put together story. I can see, uh, I, I hate, I hate to act like I understand Lin-Manuel and his brain, but I, I, I can see, musically the shades of yeah. the things that are come and I and I and I'm sorry like I use sophomoric as like a terminology at the thought it's nothing to say that this isn't a perfectly finished piece but I just think that there's the same themes and power and like the way that he introduces and does his own music and it's just adapted he, he was like fucking how much older was he he was just older and he went about making a story that I think was much more I mean it, it caught fire in and of itself but I mean I just this, think was, it is this was greenlit for a movie adaptation and, uh, and throughout the arduous process of trying to get it made he just went off and like read the biography and then put together Hamilton and then Hamilton exploded to a height that this will probably just cannot possibly you know reach that was that's kind of the irony of it is like there's absolutely no way that this could ever I, be a I, I love you man I, I I am not convinced this movie happens without Hamilton to be honest with you oh well yeah there's so many there's so many projects and lower scale projects and everything else that just live in kind of the Hollywood background. I mean, that's the thing that you got to realize with Hollywood. If it's a, if it's a movie idea, they got a script. That was one of the things too. I, when, when Andrew was writing scripts and he was mm. doing all these things, like he actually and, and wrote then passengers came out. Yeah. yeah. He wrote a version of the passenger script or he did it back in the day because that's what people do. They have all these thousands and thousands of scripts and then you, they literally just loan them out and you can take a crack at rewriting it into something that's actually going to get on screen. That's why there's five fucking writers on every fucking movie. And that, and that's, that's just how it works. Like the, like, of course, like, you know, Hollywood just immediately just grabs up the rights to all this stuff because they're so fucking scared to like they're going to miss the opportunity. And this is one of the things where they already had the lights to this. I am not convinced without Hamilton, this movie would have happened in this form and this quick. And that like somebody like somebody like Chew right off Crazy Rich Asians would have made it. Do you know what I mean? I I, I think it would have been um, I, I mean, not, not just me being cynical. I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's the way that Hollywood works. I'm just, I am curious. I do think that this, this, this movie's a little miracle. Like I, I, yeah. I, yeah, like going to see this was the first film back at, uh, and last for, cause I just moved at the Alamo draft house. And this, this was like a huge deal to actually see in a theater and like people clap at the end and just, I, I don't know. It was, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it felt really special in terms of, so I, I've just never seen anything like this before. <laughs> what? Okay. So what? What is? What do you think sets this apart from? Because I I know that. Oh, both like of with us what you're saying, it. like the degree to like of control, kind of probably like adaptation. It, yeah. Yeah. It, and, it, it, and, it really studio, buys adaptation. This the studio wanting to be like, nah, we can't make this without a big name. And then you know, it's uh, what what's what's his name, Anthony Ramos from Hamilton, and all these other actors, um, and freaking abuela from broadway you know like it's it's just it 
And with all the budget that it has, my God, like that swimming pool scene, dude. That's, like, that's just that, those like, are the moments that I think separated out into the fact that they go in for essentially doing constructive like they you know, it's one of those things, too. You, you've seen a lot of I mean, I'm not saying that's true because like, God help me who you know, who has all the money in the world was the uh, Les, Les Mis uh, adaptation <laughs> by like what's his face a couple of years ago with uh, with uh, oh God, what's Anne Hathaway and they can't get her face in frame uh <laughs> just stylistically shooting her out of a right, box you know right. i like I, I i you know just because That's you have what money I'm talking about. Have, <laughs> this is so much better than that it is, it is. And, and, and i maybe is willing to go as far as to say that like this is a better musical than lay miz i still haven't seen it you know lay mm. miz is Slay Miz is so bedrock, but I you mean I just, you haven't seen it on stage as a stage music. I, I know, and I guess like the thing too is like I'm 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 just not willing to having not seen this on stage say this is the thing that breaks the mold, which I know you're about to say, right? Aren't you? I mean, I haven't seen enough stage musicals to tell you this break, but I, it does feel very special to me. Yes, in terms of the movies, the movie yeah. stage adaptation mold, which I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoyed this a shitload more than like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, first off, I mean, there's the really, really bad stuff like and, and there's a really bad and beloved stuff like Phantom. Like, let's just be honest, like the Lindsay Ellis's of the world out there <laughs> love the Phantom movie. Like, and I don't know. She doesn't love it, but she, well, know, she has the whole drink along game of. Uh, breaking down the Schumacher one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. As right. like the epitome of of this kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, no, and um, and I think that's I think that's exactly right. But I do think that there's like that, and then you have like people that are trying to interpret stuff. Like, too, I'll say this too: I probably enjoyed this more than La La Land. La La Land is one of the last times I got really into a musical and then like everybody was like, you know, the music wasn't that good or anything. Right. And I was like, oh, shit. And then Megan didn't even like it, who actually likes like musical musicals. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess what I liked about this was that it was so like diegetic and like, I, I don't know, just like cinematic in a way that i preferred to like the staginess of so much of the adaptations well, that i have seen that's that's the issue and that's, that's how you feel yeah. about this no i feel that this is doing a good job of adapting it i'm just not clear on like what the original like to to say mm-hmm. that in in to any fine degree like you know la la land's a musical that i never saw i don't even think it is a musical i think no it's, it's not it's an original yeah, it's, movie yeah maybe exactly musical, yeah. which is Which is part me, of the reason I liked it because I thought exactly. it was like such a unique thing. It's like, oh, this is what a musical could be, you know? To me, that's how you do it, right? That's how you do it. But I have to it. admit that this is like, like you said, it's like, it's probably better than La La. I mean, it's definitely better than La La Land. As a musical, the music is better. The performances are better. It's more of a musical than. Right. And, and I don't I, know. I there's that one. Uh, what's his name? John. Uh, fuck. I'm like the main, the guy who's yeah. supposed to be the, the, the mainstream John Legend it, it, it per, number in the middle of La La Land. It's like, okay, there's a John Legend song in here, I guess, you know, like that's, that's a. Such a different thing. Yeah. They added that for the production, correct? Like, I don't think that's in the... I think he wrote it, it for be, the production. It can't be in the stage play. No, for La La Land, I mean. Like, oh, oh, oh you're talking no, about La La Land. I was, I was about to say, yeah, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, that, I couldn't no. remember there's a John Legend song <laughs> no, in the Heights. No, no, that would be fucking no, weird. No, 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 no. Anyways, the, the point is, is like, I think that's exactly right. Like, I think... La La Land is, to my mind, how modern musicals should go about and that we should stop trying to adapt everything. We should make it for that. And then it allows you to do cinematography and like, and again, I'm the cinematography nerd. So that's my thing. Like it allows it to be baked into the experiences to to design thing from the the ground up, not trying to capture an existing experience, but design a new experience. And that's the thing, too. This is building those experiences. <laughs> this, 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 this musical is doing that and it's doing that in a very, very good way. I still feel the pull of some at some points, like, you know, for instance, like just like the, the, the reason this, this is like in, and then it's about in the Heights, but that's like the, like, that's like how musicals do that to like bake it around a singular background that then it can just have in the thing. But I mean, other movies do that that aren't based on plays like, you know, Spike Lee's, what was it? Um, this owes a lot to uh, Spike Lee. Please, um, it does, doesn't it? it? Um, oh do my right, god! Do the right thing. We're not 
we're not the cast for this. No, no we're not. And that's okay. <laughs> that's, uh, it's it's but, important uh, to say that. Yeah. Oh, dude, there was a great at the draft house. There was the, they did all this, um, all these Dominican uh, act and Puerto Rican actors in Hollywood history. And then right before the the movie, they had this whole bit where Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, you know, Gus from Breaking Bad uh, is in the audience with his kid going to see uh, some screening of Do the Right Thing. And he's like telling the kid, oh, this was so significant, significant because at the time of this thing, you just don't understand. She's like, Dad, I know. Just watch the movie. Uh, it was so great. I don't know. It just in the context of the whole thing of watching this movie. I, I don't know. I just love that. I don't I don't know why I thought that was so funny. But I, thought, I, thought, I, I agree, man. I thought. Because <sighs> this movie does have that, like the immigrant experience importance kind of attached to it, right? Like that's, that's it part does. of the deal. Too. It does. And I, um, and I hate, I hate to say this, but I do feel like some of it is a direct, is kind of a direct appeal to kind of some other elements of it. Specifically, I think there may be some sort well, of they backlash added some against, things, right? Like well, they no, add, well, some backlash against West Side Story and stuff. Uh, I, um, how you think there's statements in the movie that are that are back? Again, this is I don't want to say anything because I, I, I read an article and I, I need to just cite the article and I don't want to end up reading this off. So I'm going to not. Well, I, I know I, kind of what you're talking about. I think um, there's like a, it's it's a much more broader good representation overall, but it also owes a little bit in terms of it being a stage production. And and maybe maybe this maybe this I mean, is just me being uh, you know dejectedly just dragging it in the fact that there's another stage projection with Puerto Ricans and like that, just like trying to combine those elements. West Side Story comes to mind as a comparison for me. Like, well, sure. Yeah. Also in, and also there's no gang war, which is nice. You know, that's, that's, that's the nice thing about this thing. It's, it's about realistic things like her having to work two jobs and flunking out of college. Like, you know, that is close to home. That's painful, man. That Not hurts. Not being able to get an apartment based on your credit score. And then, it, the, the, and then the yeah. nice white people come in and they get the apartment because they have good credit. And it's that, it's like that I kind know. of thing. Like, I know, and I can't talk about this because I was like, I was about to say, oh, this applies to me. Nope, it doesn't. I have great credit. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like, I also will agree that like, probably like, you know, is that an element of like, you know, historical bias and everything else? And I, I do think that some of that's there, but it also is just like it's a me. I don't know, man. I felt enough pressure through college and other things, and you know, through San Antonio and other places that we've been, that like, I think I feel like the story. You know, I feel like West Side Story is like a is like a story that is built made for a different time and place, and it's just not always. I've never seen it. I only know like how the fuck is that possible? I this is this is musicals, man. Like my musical experience is what like the significance part is for is like I didn't realize I liked musicals until like I realized all the Disney Renaissance films were musicals, and then Megan tried to introduce uh, this other stuff to me, and then like. Some of them are no, they're, the originals, you know, like Howard and Ashman, you, you know, you looked at those interviews where he's like, no, if it if you can write the scene without the song, then it's not a good song. Like you didn't do the song isn't doing its job. It's not a music. Exactly. Like, uh, and and they and they embrace the element of montage that makes it like they they, they, they there is a Disney does a lot of stuff. That's that's not issue. all of them. Like Tarzan is. I, well, I don't think that's technically Renaissance anyway, but not a musical. I still love Tarzan, <laughs> so, man. Tarzan's Tarzan not a musical, too. but I love yeah, I yeah. went to see that like more than once. I still yeah. love it. Tarzan. Um, Tarzan is a Tarzan is weirdly fun too, and I always love that it's like the one that's forgotten. I always feel like you could turn Tarzan on for people, and everybody like has this look. I was like, do I remember seeing this? They're like, because they they know it's in the Disney canon, but they start like they just get like this far away weird look in their eye was like the opening, and the child dies. Sorry, no, the, his family dies, and everybody's like, Jesus, this is bleak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then you're like, oh yeah, okay, I guess this is a Disney movie. Shit, I don't know why I thought this was like Illumination or something. <laughs> or like well, sorry what was what was illuminations like you the, know what was disney's the, like animation uh, competitor it been, back it would have been dreamworks at the time what dreamworks has like plenty of good stuff to its name but, no no, no. Uh, disney disney used to have like animation competitors like uh who did dreamworks uh, was the big one uh but at the time no, no, not but not digital animation it was before that DreamWorks Dream, did animated DreamWorks. films, the traditional animated films. Am I just crazy? Who did uh, uh, the Cauldron? Fucking, um, Black Cauldron was Disney. Uh, DreamWorks. You, I always forget that. It I, almost I, bankrupted the studio, and then Great Mouse Detective happened and gave us saved it. Yeah, 
you know, the world that we live in today, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's because of Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> Which no um, one talks about. It's, no one talks about. Um, Campiest villain there ever was. And I no one talks film. about it. I love it. I uh, just rewatched it. I've kind of been doing a backtrack rewatch thing. Thank but you, yeah. Lindsay Ellis. I would have never experienced that film without her and her reviews. Oh, <laughs> you know? did, had you not seen it as a child? Oh, no, I had never seen it. Fuck no. No one's oh, seen that movie. I would have paid money to be there the first time. I, I was one of those things detective. where I was watching. I was like, what? They go to they go to a bar and there's a uh, burlesque number and you're just like I watched this as a child. (laughs) I I can't imagine a child watching that or even theoretically turning that on for a child. I'm about to go and like see my family at like in like for Fourth of July and I'm like the idea of turning that on for a child and watching them watch that is like blows my fucking mind. Yeah, it puts in perspective my like speculation that like cats started furries or whatever. They're Disney. Meanwhile, they're Disney animators just do drawing just shit. You are obsessed with furries today. You know that? Like that, that's like three times in conversation with you today that furries have come. I mean, up. at what point does one identify as a furry? Jack? Are you a I'd, furry? I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, on a journey here. I'm just asking the question. Is it? Is but, it? Is uh, it about like your chest hair growth? What's happening here? Is it like we're gonna get? I mean, dude, you have, don't don't, I, just, I, don't I, make I, it about I, my appearance. I, don't, it's don't not about your appearance. No, I, I'm like jealous. You have a. You have. You are. You you. <laughs> It's what I'm attracted to, not what I look like. Oh, fur. Sorry, furry. Right. Okay. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I am a furry guy, if you want to put it that way. I I didn't. This wasn't supposed to go here. Okay. I don't know what to say. Like, I wasn't personally attacking you. Trevor, my chest looks like a woven rug. If they shot me, they could confuse me with a bear and point some dude to my back. Like, what do you want from me? I thought, like, we were in a furry club together. And I thought we were talking about, like. I've never thought of it that way, but sure. Sure. Yeah, I think we're on, on the level. If there. somebody found my body in the woods, they may just take it and throw it on the, like a log cabin in front of a fireplace. Yeah, Anyways, I, I, I never realized that a hairy chest until I was in drama in college and I took my shirt off in the dressing room and uh, the, one of the Italian uh, transfers who was in the production was like, hey, Trevor, does that uh, shirt come in a color in another color? Or, oh, God, I'm, I'm butchering an Italian accent, making it sound. It was really so bad. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to this movie. Uh, if there's so going back to the adaptation, I'm glad we're talking about this because it is fascinating. I think um, to throw a bone your way, the uh, holdover from the uh, stage version that's most apparent that I've read about that is one of those things I don't really think about. But like if I was if I was using critic brain, I'd be like, yeah, that doesn't really work. It would be the framing device, right? Like the whole beach thing. You're like, it does not work. It's it's the movie makes it like one of the critics was was like the movie pitches it like it's a reveal because you're like, no, he doesn't go to the beach. He has to stay here and find his love and be in this community. And it's not a reveal. It's it's just a lie. (laughs) The framing device is just a lie. Um, But it's I don't know. It's it's fine. It's taking place in his mind or whatever. It's very loose, you know, and and the movie does have moments of like kind of magical, realist kind of like, you know, but but, but here's here's where I don't criticize the movie for that, because Mm -hmm. like I I agree to you, there's holdovers from it being a musical and transition. The issue is La La Land, every musical and even the musicals made directly for screen embrace the sense of non-reality where people get out and dr- dance around their cars right like that and, and la la land does it way less mm-hmm. like way yeah, way that, way that less. opening number is the one i remember too right right but i think that opening number stands out in that movie for that reason i don't think they're well, all like that I, I also think it's probably the best number in the movie it is I, I, I agree like, <laughs> I, I, it, is. I agree. it is like i was like i like I, I i i hate to throw la la land under the bus here but the best one is when they're just going full musical with it and then they just kind of come out of that it's all kind of downhill and do, from and, there and, movie. and then they start doing cool diegetic stuff which is great for telling a story i'm not mm-hmm. gonna deny that i think that's i think it works i just also think that like you know don't like it's it, what I bet you if we asked if we took a, like a vote from our entire cast, the song they're going to remember is that opening song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like maybe Ryan Gosling uh, playing the piano if it's Ben. Yeah. Or if Sarah Ryan Gosling, obviously not knowing how to play the piano. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's, yeah, that's Sarah for a very different reason. <laughs> um, what's what do you think is the most memorable song from this? Because I, I think. 
they're all good songs. It's like Hamilton with him. It's like, there's not a bad song, right? Yeah. I, I, I do think that is the one thing that I think he does way better than I think is kind of the key for him and production. And, and similarly, there's so many different kind of styles and dance right. styles too. Right. He is playing. I, I, I agree. I think Hamilton is a laser focused thing where he just got into a fugue state and made it very things. And I think Hamilton is a very similar production and he uses it in different times or places. But it all seems homogenous to an extent that this is not. This is a celebration of smash cultures together. And I feel that in the detection of the music. That's my favorite element of the music. So that like it's like it's well, like Hamilton has a lot of different styles in it, too. But it's like, it I see does, what you're saying. It's more, but, it's it, but like, doesn't it feel fit together? Like it fits together more as a singular piece than this does. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not to the, not to the negative of this piece. No, no, like, no. This is, just but this, this is more of a party. It's more of a medley. You have the dueling exactly. love stories. One of which is more compelling than the other. I think. Absolutely. But it's, <laughs> it's dear God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they have this like two star crossed lover thing. Like yeah. why, why are we doing like Midsummer's night dream with this? But it's cool when they dance on the fire lovers. escape, Jack. Although I do I, think I, that's probably one of the weaker musical I, numbers. <laughs> For me. Also, also, I'm sorry. The fire escape thing takes me right out. It's it's again. I, go, I got out of it too at that scene. Of course, what was it did. for you? Was it the was it the effects? No, I think what I think it? it's the staging. I think it's the yeah. staging is dumb. I'm sure like watching I them on stage. I think it's so cool though. I don't know. Oh, I I think conceptually it's awesome. I think it just the execution sucks. The moment like, the moment that was too much for me in that number was when the kid looks up from the table inside the apartment and sees their feet on the windows, and I was like, okay, come on, like just just stop, just okay, take it seriously, so just do yeah, it, 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 stop. It, it's one of those, you know, like, you know what that song is? It's it's the uncanny valley of like looking at, it's where you, you know, when you look at characters in video games and they have the uncanny valley effect where sometimes they look too real to the point that you know something's wrong. The, it, there's yeah. a sweet spot yeah. with unreality and musicals. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the thing that I really hate about musical adaptations to screen because it inevitably, because we're translating something that is already very, very tightly trying to interwove and create a sense of unreality in the concept of the music, which you're just prepared to embrace in a theater, right? Mm-hmm. That's just, that's the whole point. You go there to embrace a reality that this, you know, four by four space, there's going to be a whole world through which you're going to watch these people lives. And, and and I think that's the thing. When you show up to a theater, you can embrace unreality in such a way that it works perfectly. And I think that's the On screen, thing. you're always asking you yourself have this how cross purpose where you're, you're embracing unreality from the perspective of we're just singing and now we're embracing the unreality and then they 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 fucking wink and nod at it in the context of the movie by having the kid being like what the fuck like that, that it's just it's just it's, like the it's, perfect that way. moment stands out because it's it's irony right in, in such a film in film that's like so sincere for most for most in, in terms of like that Right. I I, um, I think it's also that kid's performance too, where he's just like, "What the fuck?" You know, it's just like I, it 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 is like it is kind of, but it also unfortunately like, I think that I think it's just such a bad missed beat from an editing perspective because it is like one of those things where I'm just like, I mean, yeah, it makes people like it. it you don't want to, especially in that specific song, you don't want to, you don't want an audience you laugh mid song. You don't want to lose the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's and I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I, I imagine in theaters, like I think the audience would have laughed, and somebody would have gotten up to go get popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 so, I mean that was the experience I had where I was like like I, I like did that and I like went up to go make a coffee in the next room because I watched this on HBO Go. <laughs> I was about to say you didn't see yeah, it in the theater. I did not go to the I theater think, Oh I think you're missing out man but like I, I, I did too know. I did too. I, I'm being weird and I've been weird. Uh, no no Sorry. no it's it, everything's weird right now anyways it doesn't I mean I'm not like I don't blame you for it it is I, like I, one of the had, it is part of the shitty it's it's shitty that it's part of the like conversation around a movie now of how well it does in theaters of like well but it's streaming I don't know how much do people care to want to see in theaters and not like I hate that. I know it's not going to last much longer, but I hate that. That's just like that's so frustrating. One of the things I think, too, is that like I feel like I feel like this is (laughs) I think movie theaters and uh, producers really are annoyed by the fact that we know how well their movies are doing or not doing. (laughs) Like they really want to obfuscate that now. And I think they're gonna try i bet you because it's really difficult to see the money right now on like box office mojo and stuff like that and they have to tell shareholders and stuff like that but i really think they're gonna make an attempt to obfuscate how much money these things make because they're just yeah 
Well, they have been. And also, they just don't want to fucking tell people what the fuck's happening in China. Like, they just don't want to do that because <laughs> well, they don't want to admit they don't want to get it doesn't they don't want to do what the fucking the last Skywalker did and get fucked. <laughs> they go to China and then they take out the gay kiss and everybody over here is like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what the people don't want to admit. And they All don't right. want to admit that the fact that they're going to still do it like they like they have no morality about the issue. Like they don't give a shit about anybody. They just give a shit about the bottom line in China, which you can see that money coming in from China. And that's the whole thing. Like uh, they they saying, really yeah. don't want us to know how much this shit is making. And how, they much, really how much don't China is propping it up and what did they do to make it that way or whatever maybe exactly and, it, yeah. and it's going to be an issue too all right all right one one more thing i want to say about this film yeah but, but, but thing I, I really want to say most about it okay I, I've, I've followed you down into like the uncanny like diegesis reality of like i know this you is know, this is great i, I did not I, think I we even, would get all the way here no 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 <laughs> and I, I and i even agree with you about the fire escape number a little bit that i kind of that's the only moment where i like lost me a little bit and i tuned out pasencia y fe is yeah. the argument for this adaptation i think yeah. Yeah. they they filmed it in this old train station the magical realism whatever you want to call it of the dream sequence of this elderly woman's life flashing before her eyes i've never seen a it's number good. like that in a musical from an older character from a matriarch's perspective much less it be the show-stopping standout number like just yeah. bar none they want they go all out on it and it's so powerful and i just i tear up every time I, I just watched it right before we like you know on, on my little laptop right before we talked about it and i just it is it's so good <laughs> it's, and it's so i it, it's just it's it's not you know it's not just spectacle it's 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 well i mean it is spectacle but it's it, it, it's a, just a sincere moment of like what kind of she went through in relating to the next generation and the immigrant experience. But also it's just extremely relatable if you even just have parents of how badly they want, you know, you to do better. And her relationship to her community is just like her looking back and then I, I just just watch it. I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. I don't know why I'm explaining I, it. But like I have actually. OK, I'm going to knock my idea. I looked up a couple of the performances on YouTube to try to get the sense because I wanted to answer this question for myself and I don't think me watching a videotaping of the performance is it's not the same thing the it's not the same so I didn't want to say that out loud that said I am watching the performance of uh, sorry I'm gonna butcher this uh paciencia ife and I don't I mean the lady's performance in it is great I do think that is one of the moments and I totally agree with you Trevor there's no question the style of cinematography, the way they did it and everything else is just coming together and working in that moment. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you about that. And also the fact that I mean, I don't see like I you know, you know what I thought, too. I thought this was may have been a cool moment in the original production where they like were moving the set around her to be in these representations like a similar process. And I thought, OK, maybe in the theater that works so much better in the theater. Right. Even though it worked really well here and it actually translated very well. I don't think that happened. I don't, like, think, I don't so. think that. Like, I think she's just on a stage and people are running around I, her. And I'm I, like, the video that I watched, you see like maybe some people walking behind her at some point, but she is just in the same place the whole time. Too. I, and, and, I, I, and again, and, I just, you know, my only right, criticism of Hamilton, I, I find the stage direction to be kind of weak in Hamilton. Like everybody's mm. like, oh, I love this very minimalist method. And I'm like, I, okay. So, I mean, there's, some, you know, you can shit on Phantom all day, but people love it. Like it just it, Phantom just needs to be like less of a weird play. And I'm, I, you know, it's like the chandelier. Well, you take the weirdness out of Phantom and what's left for I, I just, <laughs> It's just like, it's just a rape. I, I, I like episode. it. I, it I say that as someone who likes class. it a little bit, you know? <laughs> And, and it took me a while to accept how much I liked it, but uh, yeah, Do you th- no, what, I, like what, what, I guess I, I, I like this. I like this. I like this a lot. I I am. I oh god, I have okay. To one more question. This. One more question, real quick. Yeah. One other thing I have to talk about is usually this kind of thing would not work for me, but the Hamilton references. I died, dude. Like the I whole, did the not. whole, the whole Piragua number where he's like fighting with the ice cream guy who's played by George Washington from Hamilton. That just killed me. And I don't, that's, that's where like, if I was sitting watching, okay. And I, I'm not like invalidating your experience, but I can see how, like, if I was sitting watching that at home, wouldn't be as funny. I don't know. It, it did not hit for me. I'll yeah. say that. I, and then, and I, and, and I'm not going to say that. I, 
didn't recognize it at the time. Recognized it after the fact reading the IMDb page. I was just very confused in the moment. Oh, you didn't see that it was him. I, I just, I, I, I mean, I knew intrinsically, but you know, I just didn't, you know, you knew I, something was going on. I knew something was going on, but I'm like, I, I, I hate this. I, I hate to say it. I, this, the, it's such fan service. It's something the, I usually yeah, hate, but in this yeah. context where it's just a, the, the musical, like it's just a big party. And I'm so like, I, it's, I, it's such a weird <laughs> like out of body experience thing for you to be like, you need to watch this theater adaptation in a, in a movie theater as opposed to in your house. <laughs> Sorry. Doesn't it like break your brain a little bit? <laughs> like, Wait, why? Why? Oh, like, because, this theater uh, adaptation into a movie. I watched it improperly on home video as opposed to in the theater. And you're no, saying I, moving I, it to the con, moving the movie to the context of a theater would have fixed the issues. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, that's I, I, I am suspicious that a live performance of this would not be better. I agree with you about uh, the, the just just you know and that's the thing too that's what i want i want a digital use of cin- i want cinematography to come in and elevate the piece Pas- it does for that performance patience and i and totally faith. agree with you patience that, and faith yep yeah that's the case for that movie i do not think all of that movie bears out as well as that one performance <laughs> I, and i think sure. you probably agree with me about that yeah sure I I, I I I agree with you about the fire escape number. So yes, <laughs> I, I, sorry. I think I think it's just I think it's one of those things. I th- it was it, it, Katie was asleep. First off, she fell asleep through this movie, and I hate to throw her under the bus too. She actually <laughs> quite liked it, and I don't know why I did. You have to realize Katie hits nine o'clock and she's out. Like it could oh, be it could be the most yeah. fascinating thing on the face of the earth, and she'll die. Like the only thing that will keep awake or her awake is like an episode of the Owl House or something, which is back. Owl House, baby, new season, awesome. Nice. They're, they're only going to have one more season and then they're going to have a, a movie and then that's it. I don't know why I'm mentioning Owl House stuff here. I'm very excited for it. Uh, yeah. So do we have to do scores? Fuck. I mean, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. You go first, though. I'm not I'm not going fucking first. <laughs> I'm going to give it a nine point five. I, I think <sighs> it's absolutely fucking fantastic. You Never seen anything like this. <laughs> I love musicals. I can say it. I, I can say I love a movie musical unequivocally. No, that's that's huge for me. <laughs> I, I I like this too. I, I definitely like this. And I'm going to give it a positive score. I, I am not nearly as positive as you. I didn't realize you were at a 9.5. You were like, you were loving this. I had not realized that you were there. Uh, and it, it's, it's one of those things too where, you know, I bring up that, that number because... I know we've talked about this before score wise. Like, is there one scene, you know, like, is there yeah. one scene that elevates it to that level? And for me, there is. And, and I think that's the other thing about musicals. I think the effect of a singular number can elevate an entire piece in of itself. And specifically, I think that is a hyperinflated thing in musicals. Hey, yeah, memory almost makes cats worth it. I, I agree. I think, like, to be honest, to be honest, I think that's why that musical survives because everybody shows up to see memory, and it's essentially you showed up for like a stage. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I think that's true, and I'm not gonna lie. I think there's I think there is five or six bangers in this, and, I, and I'm gonna say that not like just okay stuff like you know there's i think i do think there is five or six core just absolutely bangers in this that work and i think there's like two or three elevated movies that rise to the level of hamilton i think hamilton rises above as a whole piece because i I actually it's just like more unified and like right but there's music i passion just patience and faith patience and patience and faith is a is probably better than the majority of music in hamilton I mean, that's like sure? a shitty comparison. I, also, yeah. It's like not something not something I need to tackle here, especially since yeah. I'm not about to give it not a fantastic score. And again, I'm, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it an eight point five. So it's not like I'm fucking saying it's bad. I'm just like the best score I've given in like six months. So whatever. You know? I'm just I'm just I'll give it an eight. <sighs> just, just give it an eight. It's fine. For eight is eight is really good for like. I, but but know, here's here's you, where you I see, hate my you're, own you're, score you're, in this context. <laughs> I have I I am so set against movie musicals in general, and you don't and, feel and, this and is I'm, like enough of an exception, right? I, I think it is. I, I think it is. I think it's top tier movie musicals. Again, what musical have I given a higher than a seven to? Uh, we haven't reviewed a lot on here. 
I wonder why the fuck that is <laughs> since I control the programming. Can you imagine if we reviewed Into the Woods? <laughs> I know. It's like on Animania where we never fucking reviewed a single fucking shonen that I didn't want. Like, I, I, I am actually probably like, there's a lot of bias at work here. And I, I don't tell you guys what to review, but like, I'm I, surprised <laughs> we couldn't get more people to show up for this, honestly. I mean, I, I know the timing. I'm married. I know the timing want? just didn't work out, but like, I don't know. Sarah man. literally got married like yesterday. Bitches on her honeymoon. What do you want? I know. I just was like, I don't know. I maybe we don't like musicals. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I like, don't think. I don't think Ben likes musicals. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't I, like. I, and I don't want to put All words right. in his mouth. But like, he'll talk about musicals, and I, I just, I just get this. This maybe. <laughs> but like, they're, they're, they're maybe an undertone of just like. And and I think I have the same undertone, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I dude, I was in in theater, like in Trinity. People would like bring up, dude, oh, let's do a musical review. There were booze in the room, and I was one of them. Like I was like right. <laughs> of that mindset where I was like, no, we do the real art here. No, like that's how bad. I well, was I'm gonna be honest it, so. with you. One of the things that I hated in high school, and this is probably why I'm still set about musicals, whether or not I was in production for certain things at at when I was in high school, because I. I was always in the production group and I was always in whatever the play for that year was. My role would be depending upon whether or not we did musical or not. Because yeah, if I right. was I not a lead in a musical, I was a good enough actor to be a lead in whatever the fuck the regular production was, which is always like that was the point, you know, and that's you should have gone to my high school where I mean, that would have been just a different existence for both of us. First of all, the problem but, is that uh, we had we had a very different we had a, I, I had our, a very different, our theater teacher's philosophy was, yeah, I'll cast people that can act first and then it's easier to teach people to sing. I don't I don't think that's true. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> it's not true. And that's the thing, too. We had Maybe a world it just depends cl- on the person. We, we had a world class music program and they just took over our program every once in a while and we got the the you know the 10 theater kids and me got this is this is why this is why the two schools hate each other and there's a canadian show about this called slings and arrows where the shakespearean like theater company is almost turned into musical theater by like the commercial people that like run it because they need to which is which is totally (laughs) a way of supporting the commercial people like supporting the shakespearean people because again i understand that i understand that i don't have the talent to do that i still want my space to express Mm -hmm. my stories which is you know ironic since at the big level of movies we're slowly killing the musical and we're you know we're talking about the musical rearriving every 10 years or so Moulin Rouge the musical's back oh la, 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 and the musical's back like it's never yeah. just here it has to go away and come back whereas like all other movies and drama and everything else is always there so like you well, know, I don't know I, we, do, we say the same thing about the romantic comedy or, or the, uh, yeah, the mystery the, movie I, 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 I guess, I guess like know? what is the what is the one genre that is truly dead it's just cowboys you know what I mean it's like, just it's just and again, swords, yeah. we have, you know, it's, it's like, I guess there's stuff like the good, the bad and the weird. And what's that new thing that actually looked really cool? That well, ben now there's the black lead Western coming out, right? Well, there's uh, only really two of those that I can think about. That's that's Django and this uh, new thing coming out. Uh, I can't remember. So I'm not really necessarily sure. I mean, I, I would love to clarify it as a genre and get more of it because I, I mean, we had to, a magnificent I really, seven reboot. You can't call it completely dead. <laughs> Well, God, man, do we have to count Magnificent Seven reboot? <laughs> sorry, I, 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 like, I didn't like it. it like, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, I'm happy. I, I love. I actually secretly, not secretly, I loved Hateful Eight. Actually, too. Sorry, actually, yeah. no. This is legit. This is legit. You're right. <laughs> I, it's four movies that that counts the genre. <laughs> uh, but I'm not gonna lie. Hateful Eight and uh, Django Unchained are like honestly some of my favorite tarantino movies they are my favorite tarantino movies and i, I i'm sorry like it's just, like Django is a lot more fun than you remember it's just usually my thought process to like critics like you go back and you're like ah, Django was okay and then i was like go back and like watch it like it's a lot of fun it's more fun than you fucking remember and i think that's something that i've changed about too because i was i don't think i was critical of, I, th- I think i gave it like an eight but I, it would be much higher now honestly because I again, I, I'm, some people is that Jacob might have come up for me too. I, I don't know. Look, the point that I'm contextualizing here is that I'm not a musical person. I have a deep seated, I have a deep seated hate of musicals that is embedded in me since fucking high school and middle school, and I still fucking like this movie and gave it an eight. It's pretty good. You know what the fuck you want in terms of musicals. It is it is top tier. Um, and I agree. I even said it. it's better, probably better than La La Land, though. 
I I guess like the thing I didn't that know is, you were a stand for La La Land with me. I'm not. I, I'm I, not. I, dude, I remember I'm not. that episode very differently. I need to go back and listen. To I, that. I'm not a stand for La La Land. I'm. I have to fucking be more breath here because there's less people in this episode because <laughs> yeah, apparently yeah. everybody came out for La La Land. <laughs> I don't know. I agree with you about that one. I don't know why. You know, it's fuck. <laughs> we all remember it differently because of the Oscars. <laughs> okay. yeah, I will say, uh, I do think yeah. the Oscars like destroyed the memory of that movie, <laughs> to be honest, because it is like one of those things now. Yeah. We're just like, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Shorthand for this awful moment. That poor old guy. I, I still feel it sorry. Also, for him. like, he- firmly put it in the camp forever of like just. Oh, Hollywood loves, loves this movie about Hollywood. You know, like it, it puts it more in that mold now because of that memory kind of 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 it. Oh, oh, it, I guess it won for that reason kind of thing, you know? So Yeah. Well, it, it's also it, it just contextualizes the win. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, white people. That's like, I think that's like the underlying sentiment that I see. Listen in to like this white man discourse. tell you about jazz. It, it's... <laughs> It, it's a little uncomfortable and, and, and it was not a thing that La La Land needed to like have compared to in the background to yeah. have that movie survive yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> it's extra painful right. for me because I've totally given that like I've been that that guy I'm, sh- I'm sure I've been that guy yeah well I that's not talking I don't <laughs> dude I, I just moved to Temple and there's a radio station where they did and, and, and I, I've like found Fred Astaire on the radio. I'm just so easy sometimes, man. I, I don't know. It's fuck. you're eat. What the fuck? You're not eat. Oh, Trevor. <laughs> no one on this podcast clarifies, classifies you in any shape or form as easy. Like, I love you very much. No, that's, don't, uh, don't shit on everybody else by shitting on yourself. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, whatever. No, that's, that's, All right. Yeah. For the movie game podcast, this has been Trevor. You didn't, you didn't average our scores. Oh, so I have to do the math. No, I'll do it. There's a calculator app here somewhere. I got it. It's Formula. 9. We must 9. do 5 the things. Plus eight equal <laughs> fucking stickler. Jesus Christ. Eight point seven five, or rounded up to a nine. So it's it's in between us. I should have known. If it's a one and a half, it would be that. Uh, I agree. I concur. Yeah. So yeah. No, I I'm okay with that. I'm I'm still pretty good about that. That's a fair. That's an overwhelmingly positive take on it. And I think that uh, I think yeah. I think it's good. I think I'm gonna we're gonna post this thing and people are gonna uh, people in chat are gonna be like what? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there was like I will say like I was positive enough on it that I like couldn't have I didn't have the heart to be the big detractor on this cast. That was the one thing too. Like it's sometimes you feel like I have to play devil's advocate to somebody who's like really positive and I I did to some extent. But obviously I don't feel it. You know <laughs> like I don't feel I don't feel the need to make this cast more interesting than it needs to be by being like an overly no, we talked about adaptation and furries and uh, we found funny Why subjects fuck so it was fine did we talk about furries I mean <laughs> I'm comfortable with you just blaming it on me I didn't I didn't cause cats cause cats oh yeah yeah cats no, no, you're totally right cats it's always cats' fault <laughs> All right. If we had episode titles, that's would be this this title would be called. <laughs> that would be really offensive. It's it's Katz's fault. <laughs> All right. For the Movie Gang podcast, can I can I close now? Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. Make, cool. This has been Trevor Flynn. <laughs> Bye. I've been your host Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to the Movie Gang podcast. This has been a great experience. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. That's the TuscanShed.com where you can check out all our other podcasts, including the Pen and Paper Pod. Check that out now and head on over there. And uh, yeah, from everyone here at the Movie Gang podcast, thanks for listening. You must observe the formalities. Otherwise, what separates us from the beasts?